The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Jesus came and introduced a new system for the kingdom of God. It's a government that's set up to meet every need that a person would have, independent of what's happening in this earthly economy. I say to you, stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious, and worried about your life. No longer do you have to bear the weight of your own provision. Well, I'm telling you, you don't have to earn a living. Your living has already been earned by Jesus Christ. So your labor is not in overtime. It's in the Word of God. Everything changes when the kingdom comes and the kingdom has come inside of you. One of the main reasons why you work is to manifest your potential because potential needs work to be manifested. I'll say it again. Potential needs work to be manifested. Look what Jesus said over in John chapter 5, verse 17. Glory to God. John chapter 5, verse 17. Jesus answered them, My father, what? Worketh hitherto. And what happens? I work because he's got to bring out the fullness that is in him. So the glory or the fullness that is in you is manifested through work. And somebody said, well, why do I work? Well, one reason you work is to serve your fellow man or your fellow woman. That's why you work. Why do you work? Another reason you work is fulfill your assignment what God has called you in this earth to do. Why do you work? To develop your gifts and talents because your gifts and talents don't come out except you exercise them, except work takes place. Why do you work? To provide leadership for a, a dark world so that people will see when you work, he said that you will demonstrate your good works and it'll glorify your father, that people will see that you've been called by the name of the Lord. Say amen to that. Why do you work? To establish the kingdom of God on the earth. Why do you work? It's through superiority and skill and principles can you change the world. Why do you work? To bring heaven government to earth. Why do you work? None of those have I said why you work it is to earn a living. And that is not in there. So I'm telling you, you don't have to earn a living. Your living has already been earned by Jesus Christ. He stacked it up for you. And all you have to do is learn how to tap into it. Say amen to that. Now, if a person doesn't work, he or she has nothing of value to offer to the world. And so what you want to do, and I'm talking about people who can work now. I'm not talking about people who can't, for some reason, can't work, but people who can work. So God wants you to work. Work is a gift from God. Say amen to that. You go to school to be trained, to develop your skill, and to be able to work. Even when you're in education, education doesn't mean to put in. Education means to draw out. That that's why they have you study and so forth. Why? You're drawing out learning. All of a sudden you say things like this. Oh, I see. Why? Because it was there all the time and not, your eyes get open to it. Say amen to that. Now, most people have this attitude. I want to work so I can stop working. Now, just think about that for just a minute. I want to work so I can stop working. Now, what are we talking about here? They're trying to find rest from the toil and hard labor and tension of it all that they've been going through. They're looking towards re 
retirement. Notice the word tired is right in there. So they're looking forward to that work. As a matter of fact, we built things around it. TGIF, all that. Thank God it's Friday. <laughs> and then we call Mondays Blue Monday. So I'm just saying, I remember who that boy who does one of the blue flickers, Blue Monday, Lord have But anyway, my point to you is we built restaurants and everything else around it. Why? Because we are designed to be motivated by vision and not by provision. Lord have mercy. Now, what am I saying here? We're designed to be purpose-minded and not provision-minded. So Jesus had to come and he had to teach and bring people into that. Here's what he said in Matthew's gospel, chapter 11 and verse 28. Come unto me all who labor and are what? Heavy laden. And what will I do? I'm going to give you rest. Now rest is what we're looking for. Rest is what we're looking for. That's the lure of the lottery. When people can get that lottery and hit that number, pow! Woo, Lord Jesus, I can go on vacation. Hallelujah. Why? They're looking for rest. Now think about it. Suppose you had a job that this job was so good that, and you were so motivated by vision until you said, my Lord, is it five o'clock already? Not, boy, it's just 430. You, you know what I'm saying? There's a whole big difference. There's a shift there because we're in that job for something else other than being motivated by vision. You follow what I'm saying? See, this working is supposed to bring something out of you. You're supposed to be creating something, something supposed to be coming forth to the point that you say, man, I got to go to sleep. I need to stay up another hour because if I can just do it. Oh, you follow what I'm saying? I'm saying, man, I got to eat. I don't, I don't need to take time to eat today. I, I'm working on something now. And I'm saying sometimes I get in that word and you know, working in the word is labor. You labor in the word of God. And I'm in it. I'm telling you, I get in it at four o'clock in the morning. Next thing I know is 1.30 in the afternoon. What did I do? I'm excited. I'm hunting. I'm finding stuff. I'm digging. I'm drilling. I'm striking oil down there. I got a gusher going. Praise God. So this is an idea of vision and provision supposed to follow vision that God has provision for every vision you might have. And so he gives you this creative ability inside that, that you continue to bring forth uh, new visions and so forth like that. Say amen to that. All right. So what I'm saying is Jesus began to preach this. Put it back up there, please. And let me just finish reading this. He said, come unto me all who labor and heavy laden and I'll give you rest. Now take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and you shall find what? Rest for your souls. Now, what is Jesus doing? Uh, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So what is Jesus doing? He's taking us back to the place where he is no longer, we go no longer have to labor and bear the weight of our own provision. He came up with something called the Sabbath. And the Sabbath is a picture of the restoration of the provision that Jesus was, <laughs> praise God, was making possible to mankind. 
He was taking us back to the garden, back to the place of rest, back to that seventh day, back to the time that Adam didn't have to be worried about what I'm going to eat, what I'm going to drink, what I'm going to put on, how is this going to happen, so forth and so on. So look what he says in Matthew's gospel, chapter six and verse 24. We've gone through this, but I'm going further. Look what he says here. He says, no man can serve how many masters? Two masters. Either he's going to hate one and love the other, or else he'll hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and what? The God of money. So most people in the earth are in a survival mode. They are mastered by money. Money is telling them what to think, how to, what the emotions going to be. Money is dictating some of everything. But God has taken us out of that system and he's put us over here in the kingdom where there is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And so as we're in the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God has enormous wealth. So we're not even to be concerned about what is going to happen to us and what we're going to eat and drink. Look at the ver next verse. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, or your body, what you shall put on. Take that verse and put it up there in the Amplified Translation, please. Let's see if we can get another degree of uh, understanding of that particular verse. Therefore, I tell you, stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious, and worried about your life. What are you going to eat? What are you going to drink? Or about your body, what you shall put on? Is not the life greater in quality uh, than food and the body far above more excellent than clothing? In other words, stop chasing after these things because these things are designed to chase after you. Look what he says, starting at verse 31. Therefore, do not worry and be anxious, saying, what are we going to have to eat? Or what will we have to drink? Or what are we going to have to wear? For the Gentiles, the heathen, wish for and crave and diligently seek all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you have need of all, them all. But seek ye first, seek, aim, and strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing and what? Being right. So his way of doing and being right. Let's take a trip now to the prodigal son. Let's go over to Luke's gospel chapter 11, please. The prodigal son. In verse 11, it said a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Give me the portion of goods that falleth me. And he divided unto them his living. And not many days after, the youngest son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all that he uh, there, that he spent all, there arose a great almighty famine in the land. And he began to be in want. Underline mighty famine in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. Joined himself. And he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat. And no man gave to him. Say no man gave to him. When this prodigal son went into this far country, 
It's a picture of Adam and how Adam left his place with the father and ended up joined to a citizen of another country. Now in this, another country, this was the world system. And this world system, the Bible says a famine came in it. And because of this famine, this son gave out of everything and nobody gave to him. Because in that system, everybody's concerned about themselves. First. <laughs> and only. <laughs> so now he gets a job and finds himself feeding hogs and would have eaten the hog's food. Now, what does that hog food represent? It represents things that other folk don't want. This relationship with the father has been broken and this son is now suffering. But it's an interesting thing, thing what happens to him that in verse 17, when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants in father's house have bread enough to spare and I'm perishing with hunger? I'll arise and I go to my father and I'll say, and Father, I've sinned against heaven and, and before thee, I'm no more worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of the hired servants. All right, let's deal with this. When he came to himself, now this is interesting, came to himself. I believe that God can't do much with you until you come to yourself. Now, what he had invested in is the world system. And you and I pretty much have been brought up in that system. That system is a way that we think. Because one of the first things that Jesus said is repent. That means to change your belief. That means think something different. And you can't think anything different if you're getting it from the same source. You got to switch sources because the enemy has perverted God's system and told you the way that you get ahead is to keep everything you got. That's not that new system. The kingdom says the way you get ahead is to give it. Now notice, nobody gave to him and he ended up feeding hogs. Now he came to himself. And I truly believe that there's three things 
that must happen for you to come to yourself. The first thing is that you've got to have the most people that has got to come to the place where Big Mama won't loan you another dime. Now, I'm, 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 I'm coming home now with this. You, you got to come to a place where all the credit cards are at the limit. There is no more. You got to come to a place where you're tired of being tired. You got to come to a place where you don't have another person you can put the spank on to get your needs met. You got to come to a place where they evict you and your cousin. You got to come to a place because see you, you're not tired yet. You haven't come to that yet. You still got doors and people you can call on. You still got, you can go down and get $500 from the bank or go over here to one of these high interest places and, and give them a car title. You still got that. But you ain't come to yourself yet. Because when you come to yourself, you gonna be willing to switch this system. And watch this. Faith is not a formula. You just can't throw a nickel up here and think you're going to get a hundredfold back. Faith is not a formula. You can't just look at me and say, well, Bill Swenson gave this and look what he got so far. Hey, thank you. You can't imitate me. You're supposed to imitate God. You, you got to have a revelation of what you're doing. religion said, he, Jesus said this, you made the word of God of none effect because of your tradition. In other words, it because of your tradition, meaning that you come to church on Sunday, you say something, hallelujah, praise the Lord, so forth, so on, but nothing really changed in your life. That means you got a hold of something that ain't real because the gospel will change your life. It will change your life. You will never be broke another day when it happened to me, when I meditated that word about leaving IBM, thank God for the company, it blessed me and so forth, but God is saying, it's time for you to go in full-time ministry. I tried to step out, why? Boom, and uh, baby need a new pair of shoes, so I had to change the date again. Tried to step out again, house note came, some things came up, popped up, I said, well, Lord, I can't leave right now. Why? Because I'm trying to go ahead without seeing anything, and you ain't designed to move forward without what you can see. You got to see to go. And so I had to understand, wait a minute, I can't see anything yet. So I jumped in that word and began to meditate it. So your labor is not in overtime, it's in the word of God. Neighbor, let me tell you, God is ready to change your life. See, you don't be trying to perform for people anymore. Don't ask big mama for nothing else. Don't be trying to run nothing else on that credit card. What you need to do is say, wait a minute, I'm going to put my flat feet on the ground and I'm going to believe God. Boy, you got me preaching here. I'm going to believe God. 
trust him. You can trust him because God is the one that can be trusted. As a matter of fact, if you look in the scriptures, y'all don't mind if I say this, do you? No person, this is a tweet, no person on this planet can say no to God. See, you're under the same covenant as Abraham. You're under the same covenant. And once you're under a covenant, you're locked in. I said, once you're under a covenant, you're locked in. And the covenant doesn't work because you cry. The covenant doesn't work because you're hurting. The covenant doesn't work because you pray long. The covenant doesn't work because you fast. The covenant only works when you step into it. You got to have revelation of what you're doing. Say amen to that. So what did I say here? I'm saying here because a lot of people think they can't trust God, see? But what this man did here is he said, wait a minute, the people in daddy's house have more than enough to spare, the servants do. And I'm perishing with hunger? Notice what was sending him back home. Provision. Provision. Provision can send the man to church. But if he comes to church and everybody in there broke, <laughs> say amen. God never intended for a bunch of broke people to be in church. He expects there to be no poor among you. I can show it to you in the scripture. Sure enough, you might come here broke, but you ain't going to be broke long. Jesus is saying, come to me Jesus came and introduced a new system. For the kingdom of God is a government that's set up to meet every need that a person would have, independent of what's happening in this earthly economy. Therefore, I say unto you, stop being perpetually uneasy, anxious, and worried about your life. No longer do you have to bear the weight of your own provision. I'm telling you, you don't have to earn a living. Your living has already been earned by Jesus Christ. So your labor is not in overtime. It's in the Word of God. Everything changes when the kingdom comes. And the kingdom has come inside of you. Step into the door of divine provision and experience a supernatural rest with an unlimited increase in every area of your life. In Pastor Winston's life-changing teaching, A New Way of Living. To order on CD or DVD, contact us online at billwinston.org or by phone at 1-800-711-9327. Order A New Way of Living today. Today's teaching, A New Way of Living, is part of a four-disc series. Now, the purpose of this message is to teach you a new way of living and an open door to supernatural provisions. Now, one of the things that's happening in the world is the world is under the provision crisis. They're trying to get 
you know, blood out of a turnip, as my mom used to say. In other words, they're trying to get something out of nothing. It's, it's not there because the world is limited in their supply. But once you come into the kingdom of God, remember this, that it's an unlimited supply and you were designed with potential, an unlimited amount of potential. So work is designed to bring that potential out. It was never meant that work be a way of earning a living for people, for a believer. It was never meant for that because your labor is in the word of God and that's where you come work. So as you work, you bring out hidden abilities outside of you. There are things that you can do right now that you don't know you can do until the Holy Ghost kind of challenges you and brings you into some areas, perhaps with problems or whatever have you, or solves some solution. And then all of a sudden ideas come out of you. Why? They will put there all the time. And that's called work. Remember Adam named the animals? That was called work. Now all this goes against a paycheck mentality. True enough, we get a paycheck, but that paycheck should be your seed. Praise God. You see, my God shall supply all your need. So as far as you're concerned, as you're connected up with God, you have no more limits. And I want you to know right now that creativity is in you. You have the ability to see things other people can't see. And when you can see things other people can't see, you can have things others can't have. Here's what it says in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. He said, come unto me all that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. See, Jesus is a teacher. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So I'm here to tell you right now, from now on, no more toil. <laughs> no more heavy burdens because God is giving you supernatural provision. Well, this is Bill Winston saying, we love you. Until next time, keep walking by faith. Doctors Bill and Veronica Winston are dedicated to seeing lives changed through the power of prayer. Our loving and highly trained prayer ministers are ready to pray and agree with you. We know that prayer can turn around any situation in your life. Contact us by phone at 1-877-543-9443 or submit your prayer request online at billwinston.org forward slash prayer. Follow us on Facebook to join us for our regular live prayer sessions. We want to thank our partners who have made this prayer call center possible. Together, we are transforming lives throughout the world. If you are not a partner, we encourage you to pray about joining us in partnership and be a part of the wonderful work that God is doing through this ministry. We love you and look forward to praying and partnering with you. Well, hello, I have written a new book. It's called Revelation of Royalty. Now this book was written because many Christians have not been receiving the divine inheritance because they really don't know their identity in Christ Jesus. They really don't know who they are. I'm talking about in the eyes of God, I'm not talking about uh, your relatives or, or the boss man or whatever, but who you are in the eyes of God because your image affects everything. It affects how high you climb, it affects how rich you become, it affects all of that. And nobody really can affect that but you. Now what we do is we allow other people to call us names or put us in certain positions and we take on that identity. But God is telling you who you really are. He sees you as royalty. 
He sees you as one of His family. It is the richest and wealthiest family that has ever been known uh, to mankind. You are in that family if you're born again. Now, this book will help you. It'll help you identify who you are, what you have, and how to get it. We have been missing out on our inheritance, and that's wrong. We want you to get what God says is yours. The first step to it, change your image. Go and understand who God says you are and be that. Praise God. Well, this is Bill Winston saying we love you and keep walking by faith. The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers.